right, let's turn uh, back to the first part of brunch, and that is a bit of trash talk. And today on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with the Hong Kong Biodiversity Museum's Education Officer, Deirdre Wirakusuma, about the history of this new museum. It's Monday morning, Trash Talk listeners, and you know, we've talked before about the amazing biodiversity in Hong Kong, but did you know that Hong Kong has an estimated 30,000 plus species of plants, fungi, and animals? And you ask, Marcy, how does this relate to Trash Talk? Well, many of those species are facing challenges in part due to the pollution in their habitat. So it's important to document the species in order to best know how to protect them. And guess what? Thank goodness that's happening here in Hong Kong. And Education Officer Deirdre Wirakusuma at the Hong Kong Biodiversity Museum is here to talk to us about that initiative. Welcome to the show, Deirdre. Hi, Marcy. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So we know the museum is new, and uh, tell us a little bit of the backstory as to how it started. So, yeah, the museum, we just celebrated our second anniversary, which is we're very proud of. The museum started back in 2014. Uh, Dr. Benoit Gennard, when he came to HKU as an assistant professor, he came and just saw that there were all these specimens and just sitting in cabinets around the building. And he volunteered his time to start curating and consolidating the collection with the help of a few other professors there. And over the years, volunteers, other volunteers started to join in and the collection started to grow. And eventually the museum kind of took shape and uh, they were able to start to pay people to come onto this project. in 2020. So this is 10 years in the making, even though it's only been open for two years. And just wanted to to quickly add before I forget that our mission here is to really be a, a natural history museum for Hong Kong. And really that's to promote environmental education and an appreciation of biodiversity, like you said, and especially when it comes to local and regional biodiversity here, um, we have a pretty small, I would say like a modest space, but we house like 40,000 specimens uh, as part of the collection. But what you see at the museum obviously is a curated selection <laughs> for, <laughs> for visitors. Of the most important. Well, um, how did then all these um, species um, and specimens come to be? You said, of course, the biology department at HKU is super famous. And I guess they were collecting them. Um, and then you decided to turn it into a museum. Yeah. So the origin of a lot of these specimens is kind of a mystery. We don't really know because there's just been a lack of information. Our, our best guess is a lot of these specimens came from staff and students from the university for teaching purposes. Some of them are, are, I would say, (laughs) (laughs) well-loved. But we do have some pretty amazing specimens that as the museum has grown, we've gotten from from private donors, we've gotten from groups like the Ocean Park and the Kaduri Farm and Biological Gardens. And 
also educational institutions, not just universities, but schools as well. And usually a lot of the specimens are from, I would say like the seventies and newer, but we do have specimens for all the way from 1920. So that's almost a hundred years old at this point. Oh, that's great. And do those specimens yeah. still exist? Some of those in real life, of course. Yeah, I believe so. So the, those specimens that have survived are insects as far as I know. And, and we do showcase uh, one of them in the museum. It's, we, we don't showcase all of them because obviously it's very fragile, <laughs> but yeah, as far as I know, they're, they're still, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And why do you think it's important then to document it into a museum? I mean, you mentioned obviously the environmental education part and like make mm -hmm. biodiversity awareness is super important. But are there other reasons as well? Yeah, so I would say that a really big reason is that this is part of Hong Kong's heritage, is understanding the biodiversity that's that's here. And we have this collection that is a historic collection. So a lot of the species that we have, I would say, especially the larger specimens that we have, are of species that are now critically endangered, but at the time were in much more abundance. and. I think a really great example of that would be the Chinese pangolin. We have quite a few pangolins actually, um, because they were a lot more present here in Hong Kong. And now I'm not sure if you've talked about this in a different episode, but there are species that are critically endangered and very much prevalent within the, the illegal pet trade and often for Chinese medicine purposes as well. So that is something that we want to show people that they're out there and they exist, but there are some real challenges and understanding the history can help us as we try to make decisions for the future. Right. And how to protect them, right? And how to protect right. their habitats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to take the opportunity to, I guess, give a, a big, bit of a correction to your opening earlier about the biggest threats to biodiversity, because pollution really is a big part of that, but habitat loss is one of the largest factors and climate change as well. So the, that big three, yeah, the, habitat destruction, climate change, pollution. Aha, yeah. pollution is the number mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you also have specimen donations, is that true? So if I maybe find a unique looking butterfly or, and a unique looking insect, how do I determine whether you might already have it or how would I donate it? Or how do you, how do we work through that? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Cause this is a, a point that we just want to really stress is that we really discourage people from going out to catch things for the purpose of starting collections or donating to us, because we don't want to encourage taking these animals or plants or whatever out of their environments for the purpose of filling our our museum however if you happen to have a a specimen or something that is has just been sitting in your home or you may have inherited from someone and it's just gathering dust uh that might be something if you're and if you're interested in having sharing that with the public then you can go onto our website and 
there's a whole form about about how to donate specimens and we'll take a look at it see if it's it's something we'd be interested in and yeah we'll we'll take larger donations as well but please uh <laughs> leave leave the animals alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay good point <laughs> yeah it was a good question i'm glad you asked it thank you well, what it's early days for the Biodiversity Museum. What are some of the exciting things we have to look forward to? Yeah, so I would say that there's we have a lot of projects going on at the same time. We 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 want the museum to be as inclusive to all age groups as possible and now we're making it more accessible to people with disabilities and hope and hosting groups uh for people like that and we're just a museum that's continuing to grow and we want to include not just animals but expand to include more plants and fungal diversity because animals are really just a small part of what we consider biodiversity but i think because we we tend to think of them as being more charismatic that's generally what people think of but there's there's a lot more to biodiversity there too so there we're trying is. to grow that yeah we're trying to grow that aspect we do have a running jumping spider photo competition right now. So if you're a photographer, you like spiders, you want to learn more about spiders, please uh, check out our website, uh, the hkbiodiversitymuseum.org. We have all the details there. The winner will get a package at the Fullerton at Ocean Park. Wow. So there's a lot of really big, and then there's there's other minor uh, smaller, smaller uh, award deals, but there's some pretty good things going on there. We're also working on a VR component for the museum. So lots and lots of, of things going on. Oh, that's very cool. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask a silly question. How can you tell in the photograph if, if it's a jumping spider? Do you have to catch it mid jump or? <laughs> um, there's, there's quite a few, um, like physiological differences and, and morpho, sorry, not physiological, morphological differences that you can see. Uh, I guess if you're a photographer and you're not sure, yes, take a picture, try to see if it'll jump around. That might just be the easiest way to tell <laughs> because they can be quite small too. So you're, so I don't imagine everyone's going to be carrying a micro, um, a magnifying glass just to like see if they have the, <laughs> <laughs> the right like eye shape and 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 like proportions for that. <laughs> right right that's yeah. so cool mm -hmm. um well i have another quick question which is just you know why is hong kong so biodiverse is it just because we've protect done a good job of protecting biodiversity here compared to other asian cities or countries or is it really kind of the uniqueness of our geography so that in itself is a much longer story because Hong Kong, the forests are really diverse, although a lot of this is secondary forest uh, growth, not primary forest. So that affects the overall biodiversity, but really I would say it's topographical, geographical, temperate regions and the way that it's situated is really what makes Hong Kong special. I mean, you, we have a lot of resident species, but we also have a lot of species migrating between the northern and some southern hemisphere that are coming through Hong Kong. And wow. not just, yeah, not just birds, but we have fish, we have butterflies and other insects. 
there's a lot of things moving through Hong Kong. So you can really see a lot of different animals throughout the year as well that, that come and go. And that all adds to the richness of what we have here. There hasn't been a very up-to-date version of the biodiversity here in Hong Kong. And the marine life is pretty well documented, but the terrestrial life really isn't. I think marine species that have been described as around 6,000 species, and we predict terrestrial life, they'll be like five times that number of species. The moth, moths alone is already 2,500. So wow. yeah, so, so there's many unrecorded species as well. And we're still discovering new species, mostly insects, but. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's okay, they're dear to our heart. The future, they're, insects. Yeah, they're the building blocks of, of a lot of life that we we take for granted. I That's exactly right. Okay, mm -hmm. so if I do want to come for a visit, what do I do? We would recommend that you go to our website. We can make a booking. Everything's free, but it would just help us to organize better if you guys make a booking on there. We're open Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And there'll be more details on the website on how exactly you can book a time slot. You can also follow us on Instagram at HK Biodiversity Museum and on Facebook at the Hong Kong Biodiversity Museum pages because we'll release time slots in different, I guess, chunks. So if you follow us on social media, you'll you'll know when the next section of bookings are available. Plus we also just have a lot of really great announcements that we put through there. And also if you can't make it to HKU, we have partnered exhibitions going on all over Hong Kong at different times of the year. There's one open in, in Tongchung right now. Uh, that's the one that I worked on. And then there's another one that's going to be opened for Lohas Park. So on the other side of Hong Kong. So we're, we're around and you can follow us to find out more. Okay. That's great. So mm -hmm. it's the Hong Kong Biodiversity Museum. I Googled it. It comes up mm -hmm. right away. Um, yep. And you can book online. And I presume you guys have social media. So you can search your favorite social media too for, for what's going on. Deirdre, thank you so much for joining the show. And thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, if you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long, speaking with the Education Officer of the Hong Kong Biodiversity Museum, Deirdre Wirakusuma. Thank you.